Welcome to Decoding Superhuman. This show is a deep dive into obsessions with health, performance, and how to elevate the human experience. I explore the latest tools, science, and technology with experts in various fields of human optimization. This is your host, Boomer Anderson. Enjoy the journey. Today, we're doing round two with Josh Holland. And who is Josh? Aside from being one of my favorite people to talk to, Josh is a wealth of experiential knowledge and wisdom. He's a dedicated biohacker, state-of-the-art fitness trainer, holistic health coach, and sports professional. He champions the philosophy of awareness through experience, which is something that we got into in round one of this interview, and has subsequently spent years consulting with elite professionals. And when I say elite, I mean the top of the top, with a goal to build a vast well from those people from which to draw from when evoking alignment of body, mind, and spirit for clients. You can hear most of his bio in the first episode, but you can also read it at decodingsuperhuman.com slash Josh2. Today, we get into more of the five pillars of fitness and specifically why blood flow restriction training may be interesting to you, why things like the inertia wave are fascinating to both Josh and I, the Apollo, etc., Etc. So lots of actionable tips, lots of fun, as always on this podcast. But the show notes for this one are at decodingsuperhuman.com slash Josh2. And enjoy this round two with Joshua Holland. If you're over the age of 35, your enzyme levels have already begun to decline and your immune system can be more susceptible to viruses. Enzymes are the workhorses of digestion. They break down your food into usable macro and micronutrients. Now, research shows that by the time someone hits the age of 65, their saliva and pancreatic secretions, both of which are involved in enzyme activity, can decline by as much as 50%. This decline creates chronic indigestion, setting the stage for gut issues, yeast and mold overgrowth, and even malnutrition. This is why I'm a fan of enzyme and probiotic supplementation, and yes, I do do it myself. And one of the best companies I've ever found in this space is my friends at Bioptimizers. Masszymes not only contains more protease than any other enzyme on the market, but it also contains 13 additional enzymes, including lipase for fat digestion, which works at every pH level from 2 to 12, in other words, at every single stage of digestion. Their proteolytic probiotic, P3OM, uses a patented natural process to upgrade a well-researched probiotic strain. Now, there's a lot of controversy around probiotics, and you know some out there will say that no probiotics show up in people's gut analysis. That means that 99% of your probiotics out there do not colonize your gut as they claim. But still, the research shows we need good bacteria to fight off all those bad guys. Bioptimizers found a better solution for the probiotic. The result is this new super strain that they call the Navy Seals of probiotics because it eliminates bad bacteria and protects the good bacteria. You can watch the P3OM and MassSigns combo rapidly dissolve in a raw steak Yes, rapidly dissolve a raw steak. I said that. When you go over to bioptimizers.com slash boomer, that's B-I-O 
P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash boomer and use that code boomer as in my name to get 10% off any package. Try their enzyme and probiotic combo risk-free today. They have the best guarantee that I've really ever seen in the supplement industry. And it's a full 365 day money back guarantee. Again, that is bioptimizers.com slash boomer. Uh, so yeah, I was going to ask you about I mean, ozone later, but since you brought it up, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> and we will get to movement, by the way, I'm coming back to movement right after this. Cause we're, we're I'll at get. an hour and I want to, I want to get to movement, but ozone. Get, yeah. What, Cause I know you've done a lot of work with ozone uh, under what circumstances do you use it? And particularly for your own life. And where do you kind of look and say to a client like, Hey, this may suit you. Ozone is, for me, um, a bit of technology, if you will, or um, a bit of this this whole biohacking space that is probably one of my biggest staples. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I am very, and I'll make no claims here, but I am very happy that I have ozone technology of many sorts throughout this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll kind of leave it at that. Yeah. But um you know, I do everything from making ozonated water. Mm-hmm. And so I can drink the, the ozonated water. And I'm, I'm a very, I'm a believer in being efficient and not wasting anything. So, um, and, and we could obviously dive down this hole if we need to, but when you're making ozone, you, you know, there's usually there's a, an oxygen, a medical grade or industrial grade oxygen component mm-hmm. So the oxygen feeds into a generator. I'm sure you probably know this, but no, for no, the no, listeners, um, you know, you've got your, your medical grade oxygen that feeds into a generator that creates the ozone. And then that ozone would then either be bubbled through a, a water bubbler or an oil bubbler um, just to make the experience of the ozone feel better to the, to the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, if I want to make ozonated water, which is something I try to do every morning. Just depends on what my timing is like. Um, if I have an extra 10 to 15 minutes or 20 minutes, even um, I'll make ozonated water. Now, when I'm making the ozonated water, the ozone actually bubbles through the water and then comes out into either a destruct, mm. which is like this carbon, um, carbon and uh, charcoal filter, mm-hmm. which keeps it from going into the into the air, into the atmosphere. Yep. Like, so that you don't breathe it in, because if you breathe it in, it can be very harmful to the lung tissue, yep. right? Um, but if you do it right, you actually can breathe it in. There is an ozone inhalation therapy, and we'll talk about that in mm-hmm. a second. But um, instead of taking it into a, a, a destruct system, I figure, okay, we may as well do something else. So I'll have that extra ozone go into either an insufflation bag, okay. so there's an ozone bag. Or I'll have it go through the little um, stethoscope thing for the ears so I can get ozone through my my head and my ears and it clears up brain fog and things of Mm -hmm. that nature. Or I'll have it go through um, some other apparatus so that I'm not wasting it, right? So it's 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 the byproduct that's coming off can either be wasted into the destruct or it can be utilized. And so I usually utilize it. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I will take that bag and either do um, 
nasal insufflation. Mm -hmm. So I'll kind of point that bag at my nose or in my mouth without breathing it. Okay. And so one of my techniques for doing that is I just take the bag, unclip it, and I push it. It's almost like an accordion or whatever. Like you, you push that bag. Actually, what is it? Um, bagpipe. It's like a nice. bagpipe. Good right? old Scottish yeah. instrument. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a bagpipe and it, it allows the gas to come out of that bag and into wherever, whatever orifice you want it to go. And so I usually choose the mouth. Then I close my mouth and then I slowly exhale out of my nose. So I make sure to get ozone into my nasal cavity. But the, the, right? the key for people here is not to inhale, correct? Bingo. Okay. Do not inhale. Mm-hmm. And if you, again, if you don't know how to breathe properly, don't, don't breathe well, then I would probably not have a person do that yeah. because, you know, it, 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 is, it is tricky. Um, and so, so that, that's one way, though, that I do mm-hmm. it. If there's a person who, let's say they have a stopped up nose or stuffy nose, or they feel like they're coming up with it like a, a cold or flu, then um, I'll just point that at their nose and kind of have them hold their breath, point it at their nose with their head tilted back. And you feel it. I mean, it's like whoosh. Um, and a lot of times people expect it to be like, um, you feel amazing right away. But what happens usually is even if you feel okay, what happens is it brings up all of this mucus and, and biofilms and all kinds of stuff that you, that were hidden yeah. that all of a sudden come up. And so sometimes I get the question of like, are you sure this is good for me? Because I, I now feel like I'm, yeah. you know, you know, stuffing stuff up and, and my nose is clogged a little bit more than it was. I say, don't worry. It's, it, it'll go away. Yeah. Cause it's, it's bringing up that the, the bad stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's attacking the bad stuff. So that's one way. Um, then there's drinking the water, mm-hmm. which is going to obviously affect the, the digestive system. Um, my favorite, well, maybe it's not my favorite way, but one of the most impactful ways is rectal insufflation. Yeah. So you, it's like, and, is this sort of similar to like a coffee enema and how you introduce that? Yeah. Yeah. So w- what I actually do, good point, is I either do a coffee enema first mm-hmm. just to clean out the colon. Um to then introduce that same bag, Mm -hmm. but it has a connection to a catheter on the end. Um, And so I would do a coffee enema or I would do that ozonated water. Mm -hmm. I would use that as the enema source. So I do the enema first, clean out the colon, and then reintroduce the the insufflation bag with the ozone direct uh, through the rectum. And, um, and that is about 95% as effective as direct IV or, um, you know, having your blood taken out into a bag, ozonated and put it back into the body. That's that's like 10 pass style, right? So yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, it's like, look, of course I've done the direct IV. I've done the passes. I've done all of that stuff, but what's the easiest? It's easiest to, you know, go into the comfort of your own bathroom set up your own zone and, and, and make it happen. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to go to a facility. I don't know if they do it at, um, is it net, uh, bulletproof upgrade labs or anything like that, but there's, no. there's certain facilities at least here that do 10 pass. And mm-hmm. that is a little bit more out of the way than doing it in your own home. Right. So. Bingo. It, t- it takes time and not, not a lot of people are comfortable with, with needles and, and to be quite honest with you, um, the last time I did a couple passes, um, 
you know, I wasn't able to finish because of, you know, the, the reaction they had to, you know, stick me on my, on my arm five times, three times on the right, two on the, Mm. on the, on the left. And it was just kind of like annoying. Right. And I'm here. I am thinking like, why did I just do this at home? Yeah. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's not as enjoyable. That's for sure. Getting pricked with something is never enjoyable. But um, right. Okay. So we're going to get to this part of the conversation where we're going to talk about movement because like of the people that I follow and kind of actually listen to when it comes to movement, you're definitely one of those. And so when you look at movement for individuals, I've heard you talk about both high intensity interval training and blood flow restriction as kind of key aspects of that. If there's another one that's come up, just like awareness has come up, let me know. But mm-hmm. why those two? Is it purely because of the clientele or is it, is there something special about those two? Um, <clears throat> very good question. I, okay. So, so yes, to answer your question at the beginning, um, if there's something else that's come up, I think it's more about like, there's something else that's always been at the, at the, the forefront or part of the foundation, which is primal movement or innate movement. Mm-hmm. First and foremost. What do you mean by that? Um, so crawling, um, and, and crawling and climbing and, um, balancing, these are things that I use as an assessment first and foremost, then we progress into the other. So, so when you speak about the high intensity and the blood flow restriction and all the other stuff that you probably see me talk a lot about and, and see on my social media, that's usually because I've, I've taken it from that foundation, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, I created this thing called MAP, yeah. which is movement analysis pattern. Mm-hmm. And that movement analysis pattern came about kind of like the, the quality awareness edition. Um, it came about because I kept noticing that every client that I worked with almost at some point or another, we, we would come back to something which was, Hey, you lack mobility in X, Y, or Z, right? And so I wanted to create something that would allow me to see that first and foremost and allow that person to see that. And it's something that we could do every single session. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that is a simple sort of 10 step movement protocol that allows me and the, the client to see, hey, I need to be working on something else than how many reps and how much time and you know how many days a week, right? Mm-hmm. And so once we do a movement analysis pattern, then I almost prescribe, okay, we need to now make you crawl. Mm -hmm. And crawling, it's almost like taking steps back to being a baby and going through the movement milestones before we go into better movement, Mm -hmm. right? So if I want a person to move better, I need to see how well they crawl. I want to see, can you get up from the ground without using your hands? Mm -hmm. Can you get down to the ground without using your hands? What happens if you are walking down the street and you fall? Do you know how to fall properly? That comes back to my martial arts training. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a proper way to fall, right? And if your body is sound, then you probably won't hurt yourself as much if you you do happen to fall. Um, And that also goes back to, well, chances are you probably won't fall or you won't fall as badly if you don't have on uh, very shod shoes, right? Mm-hmm. So 
it goes back to that whole barefoot technology. Yeah. So we've got all these, these photo or not photo. Well, I guess you could call them photoreceptors, but we have these um, receptors in the, in our, in the bottoms of our feet that are very much like the receptors in our hands. Mm-hmm. It's designed to, to really feel our environment. And so chances are, I always ask the question, can you think of a time that you yourself or anybody you know has rolled their ankle while being barefoot? And I don't even have to wait for the answer. The chances are no. Yeah. It's usually, right? it's usually wearing some ridiculous shoe, right? Bingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the last time that I rolled my ankle was a couple of weeks ago playing basketball, mm-hmm. wearing basketball shoes. Yeah. And it frustrates me to no end because, you know, being a basketball player, like, you know, I, I, I have gone to the extent of playing basketball in my Vivos, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, um, Vivo needs to make a basketball shoe. <laughs> I'm working I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm working on that. Yeah. Um and and you know you'll probably see me doing some more of that because I'm trying to to do less harm to my own body. Mm-hmm. But but going back to like um the the movement piece is you know it, I think anybody listening right now if you take a moment to assess what your deep squat is like and 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 maybe I can give you the link to that movement analysis pattern mm-hmm. um that i that i was talking it's about on your website but right? I yeah, think I've seen, yeah i think i've website. seen it i'll link to it in the show notes for everybody yeah it's 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 pretty cool because you know the first thing you're asked to do mm-hmm. is a deep squat yeah okay now and everybody has what, a different what type percentage of, of your clients can actually do a deep squat like the first time you see them Woo. well uh, yeah that that's a tough one to answer i i would say what percentage of people can do a deep squat well yeah. is far less than than just getting into the shape, yeah. right? Because you know we can we can we can identify a shape, mm-hmm. but then we can also qualify that that shape, yeah. right? So you know, can you get down into a deep squat with your feet mostly pointed straight forward, and your your back is in a you know I, I wouldn't say it has to be straight because. Uh, people who do squat well that like maybe use that squat for a resting position or to use the bathroom or whatever, you might notice that they actually do have a rounded yeah. back and that's okay. As long as you're not loaded. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, I get, that's why movement is such a nuanced thing. Yeah. And, and I treat it as such, you know, I don't just say, Hey, do a hundred squats, do some burpees, do some pull-ups and pay me, pay me my money. <laughs> you know, I want to, <laughs> I want to assess what a person looks like. And, and so a, a good deep squat for you, Boomer, might be different than a good deep squat for me. Yeah. But can you get into a deep squat? And that usually causes people to go, wait a minute, without me saying it, that creates awareness mm-hmm. right away. So I, that's why I love doing this, the, the movement analysis pattern right away. And I promise you, anybody that clicks on the link when they see it and they start to do it, they're going to immediately become aware of their own body. Mm-hmm. So it's a tool that creates awareness and then we can use that to then kind of prescribe a, a movement protocol. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so then you might notice, wow, like my heels come up. Okay. Why? Mm-hmm. Right. Remember anytime you ask a question, it's an opportunity to educate. Mm-hmm. Well, chances are your, your calves are too tight. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, um, Oh no, no, it's probably because of my knees and it's because of my hips. And so, okay, if that's what you think, that's fine. Let's let's put a um, let's put a 
a towel or a, a bar or something underneath your heels and let's see if you can get into a deep squat. Boom. They go all the way down into the most beautiful deep squat. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. Well, you thought it was your hips that prevented you from going down. You thought it was your knees, but you just showed now that you, your hips and your knees allowed you to do that. It's because your ankle does not like a certain degree of, of uh, dorsiflexion. Mm-hmm. Dorsiflexion means, you know, pulling the toes up towards your shin, right? So if you do not have a good range, a good amount of flexibility at the, that, that ankle, I, I'll call it the angle at the ankle, if that angle at the ankle does not, does not want to reduce, so if, you, if we go from a standard sort of 90 degrees just standing, if we can't get down to 45 degrees, chances are we're not going to be able to be in a good squat. Yeah. Otherwise, other systems are compromised, the knee or the hip. Mm-hmm. So then they go, well, well, what do I need to do? Okay, well, let's, let's good question. Let's target the calves. Let's target the ankle. Let's actually target the foot. So then we can go into really working on foot flexibility mm-hmm. because, you know, it, again, it starts from the ground yeah. up. And so when I do a warm up with a person, I start from the ground up. I start by wiggling the toes. And if you've seen any kind of um, uh, videos of me doing classes or teaching uh, any kind of online stuff, chances are I'm going to spend about five to 10 minutes working on the toes and then working up through the, through the body. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I do a thing called joint rolls. And basically the idea behind that is just working through all of the joints that you can imagine. Again, that makes you aware of all the many joints that we have in our bodies, mm-hmm. right? So it's an opportunity to educate the person in front of me or the group in front of me that we have a bunch of different joints in this, in this skeleton that we're kind of moving around throughout the day that can be optimized. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't pick up your toes on, on, on demand, independently of the other toes, then we have a problem. And you also might be thinking, well, wait, uh, how can you tell if I'm picking up my toes independent of the other body of the other toes, if I have shoes on? Well, that answers your own question. Take off your shoes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. But you know, I, you still can't really see if it, okay, well now take off your socks. That answers your own question. Mm-hmm. Right. So most, if not all of my sessions are barefoot. Okay. So, you know, so it's, <laughs> we can, we could talk for days about this kind of stuff. Cause this is what I'm really fascinated with, but I, I hope to plant the seed yeah. pun intended. I hope to plant the seed to anyone listening to this, that we need to start focusing more on the capabilities of our body and how we can open up all the different uh, systems and tissues throughout our bodies to optimize our movement. Then we can go into focusing on, okay, what high intensity interval training protocols do you like? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I love a Tabata protocol, mm-hmm. but okay, well, what should I do in that Tabata protocol? Well, I'm going to probably start with isometrics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's this, there's this really cool um, uh, exercise, if you will, called the eight-point plank by my friends at Foundation Training, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Eric Goodman and Jesse Salas. Um, they, Do- they Dr. Talk- Goodman saved my back in the past, sir. That's, uh, uh, He's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've had the distinct pleasure of, of working with him. And we actually did a, um, a video of, for scoliosis because of my scoliosis. Yeah. We did a video together, uh, should be coming out at some point. And then um, I've been able to work closely with them here in, 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 L- in L.A. Um, and he's now just moved on to Hawaii. But being able to work with him is a pretty cool deal. I'm, in fact, I'm going to have him on my podcast at some point. Mm-hmm. But um, learning how to do proper decompression breathing mm-hmm. is, you know, and expanding the rib cage helps with my back. Yeah. Right. And it's like, Oh, wait a minute. So doing that and then maybe holding a plank, an eight point plank with a Tabata protocol, which would be 20 seconds of work, 10 seconds of rest. That's a, it's a plank. Mm-hmm. And most people are like, Oh, come on, dude. Like, you know, should I do some squats? Yeah. Should I do, do some push-ups? Do most people just want to be crushed? And, and then you're like, hey, yeah. I, I, you're, you want them to do isometrics. Like, I imagine yeah. most people are just like, okay, when, when are the squats coming? When are the cleans coming? That kind of stuff. Right. I, I always say, hey, at any point of my interaction with you, at any point, I can crush you. Trust me. Yeah, I'm okay? sure. That's not, that's not the benefit you're going to get from working with mm-hmm. me. And that's when I always say to people, I'm happy to, to, you know, to say that, you know, we won't work together. I'm happy to refer you to somebody else that can maybe serve that purpose for you. But when you work with me, my, my goal is to optimize your movement Mm -hmm. and, 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 and optimize your health. And if that means sitting like this and never doing an actual exercise, and maybe teaching you about awareness and sleep and recovery and consumption and activeness, mm-hmm. then go and do your exercise elsewhere. Yeah. That's fine. So, um, but, but to also answer your question about the, you know, so I touched on the, the high intensity interval yeah. training. Yes. I, I think it's important. I do think it's good. And I think that, um, you know, there's so many tools that I've been using for that. For instance, lately throughout the pandemic, I've been using the inertia wave, which I love. And you convinced me to get one. So like, okay, we can get into the inertia wave. Before I get into the inertia wave though, why isometrics first? Because uh, you're going to have Johnny, Johnny CrossFit, for instance, that's like, hey, why don't you, and I make fun of CrossFit because I used to be one of those guys. But um you know, why don't we do for our Tabatas, why don't we do sit-ups, push-ups, squats, all of that stuff, right? Why isometrics? Okay, so with, with isometrics, um, it, it brings about a component of um, uh, stability endurance or, or, you know, strength endurance. I think teaching the body to stabilize in, in more ways than one at different systems I think is important. It's an important component because, you know, it's like you, for instance, if you, if you do need to have a barbell and you feel like you, you want to just wrap your hands around a cold piece of steel, Mm -hmm. fine. Then do an overhead hold, Mm -hmm. hold that isometrically so that you can teach your body to stabilize so that when you get to a point where your, your, uh, your form starts to suffer, then the stabilizers will kind of kick in and help you keep you safe. Mm-hmm. We need to have strong stabilizer systems in our body and stabilization doesn't necessarily mean stuck in one position, mm-hmm. right? For instance, um, crawling, right? So we, we can call it dynamic stabilization. Yeah. So 
that's what a crawl shows. That's why I like crawling. Mm -hmm. So if you're in this, you know, uh, foot, what we call foot to hand crawl, um, which you're basically on all fours, you can be on your hands and your knees, or you can have your knees off the ground. But just holding that position would be an isometric uh, plank, Mm -hmm. right? But the moment you take a few steps, you've now changed that into a dynamic stabilization. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's isometrics, especially at the core, yeah. but you're dynamically moving. And so you're teaching your body to kind of be independent, but you're using the strong foundation of the core to help you move through other parts of your body. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it makes the system so much more sound and, and so much stronger. And it keeps you out of, out of pain. Mm-hmm. It keeps you out of uh, injury. So that's why I feel like, because, you know, look, can you stabilize? Can you stand on, on one foot for a minute? Mm-hmm. Can you, and, and if you can't, then why would you ever then go into a lunge when you may have the, the possibility of injuring yourself or incorrectly um, uh, dropping the ankle or the knee inside of the, you know, inside of the hip? I mean, it's, I want to see, can you stabilize in all these positions first? Mm-hmm. Right? Can, you, can you do a handstand hold, which would mimic an overhead press, mm-hmm. right? Can you hang from a bar? If you want to do pull-ups, okay, show me that you can hang because that's going to teach your system to adapt to the isometrics. Mm-hmm. And then you can always take it up another notch, you know? So even in CrossFit, when I was doing CrossFit a lot, you know, I, I got to the point where I was doing CrossFit competitions and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I always appreciated the isometric components yeah. because I, I saw what it did to my, to my body mm-hmm. and not, not only um, aesthetically, but also like functionally, mm-hmm. I saw the, the changes. So yeah, that, that's why I like it. The inertia wave. Okay. Mine arrived yesterday. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it because anything that's portable, like um, for instance, blood flow restriction training, which I'm sure we'll get to here in a second. Uh, it's super portable. It's a lot of fun. People in the park look at me like I'm weird, but what do you enjoy about it? I don't want to jump too far ahead here, but Josh and I later in the show talk a little bit about Smurf mode. I'm in half Smurf mode right now. And what does that exactly mean? Well, it's probably the best to really explain the benefits. Verbal fluency, focus, increased short-term memory. And how do I get it? Well, the nootropic I'm taking right now is blue canatine. And I love it so much that I found myself involved with the company. You can head on over to troscriptions.com, that's T-R-O-scriptions.com, and use the code BOOMER to try blue canatine or Just Blue. And Just Blue is 16 milligrams of methylene blue, which turns absolutely everything blue, but it is amazing in itself. Again, if you want to try this limitless experience, if you will, head on over to troscriptions.com and use the code BOOMER for a nice 10% discount. Back to the conversation exactly what you just mentioned. I, I feel like because I'm a traveler, I, I'm, I'm constantly traveling, even, even during this, this pandemic situation, I've been, I guess, fortunate or, or been called to travel a lot. So I need to have tools that are easy for me to put in a bag and easy for other people to see like, Oh, wow. Okay. This is really all you need. Um, 
it's I use the inertia wave as a uh, resistance band mm -hmm. tool apparatus. So you can do curls and, you know, uh, wood choppers and all kinds of different movements with the resistant component. But then you can also get into that metabolically demanding um, high intensity interval training like we talked about mm -hmm. before. And that's where the 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 core stability really comes into play mm -hmm. because if you don't have a sound core when trying to perform these exercises one you you will quickly see that you need to work on that yeah. right because you probably will do more than 10 seconds of of any of the moves um but also it brings in this sort of uh this motor skill development where you need to also work on your your movement patterning so and that comes back to that neurological patterning in the brain, you know, to be able to do this back and forth drumming motion, so to speak, right? Like what they call the hero wave. Um, for me, that was very second nature because I played the drums, yeah. <laughs> you know, I played the drums. And um, to be able to multitask, to truly multitask, you know, rubbing your belly and patting your head, and, which is something I incorporate into my training as well um, and different things around that. Um, that's what this shows because if you don't have a good, um, what is the word coordination? Yeah. yeah. If you don't have proper coordination, you quickly will see that the inertia that is being created in a wave, you know, it has the, the amplitude and it, and, and it goes up and it comes down like a true wave. If your body doesn't work within that at some point, it'll, it'll, it'll go off and the inertia wave will show you that immediately. Mm -hmm. In fact, you might see that one hand or one side works better than the other side. So it becomes a diagnostic tool. And I see it all the time. The light bulb comes on and a person quickly sees, hmm, I'm maybe not as coordinated as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. At least this, right? And then, you know, I give a few cues and I'll just simply say, don't fight the wave. Don't fight it. Work with mm -hmm. it. So sometimes it's easier, like with the duo, you know, the duo is the one where two people are using it, mm -hmm. right, on either end instead of, instead of anchoring it. What I'll do is I'll have the person who's finding it difficult to, to, to work within the wave, I'll have them just hold it. Mm -hmm. You just pull back, hold it, it works that posterior chain, and then let me do all the work so you can feel it. Mm -hmm. And it, again, comes all the way back to awareness, mm -hmm. you know? So... So I love the inertia wave for that. I also love the the um, the katsu bands or any kind of blood flow restriction bands because they're portable mm -hmm. and they have a big bang for the buck. Yeah, butt. I was gonna say. I mean, like blood flow restriction training to me seems like you're cheating in some ways. Like it's just the return for the time and the weight that you have to move is just absurd. And so, yeah, like, I am very late to the game on blood flow restriction training. But how did you get introduced to that? Um, yeah, so I, okay, I, I had heard about it, you know, off and on for, for, for quite some time, but I almost like, I don't know why, but I kind of resisted it because I just thought it was only for meatheads, yeah. right? I thought it was only for bodybuilders. And I'm a guy that is worried less about the aesthetic. I'm more worried about the function. And maybe it was incorrect of any of the, the people promoting BFR back when I first saw it, mm -hmm. maybe it was incorrect on their, on their side of only showing like big muscle bound guys, but that's what turned me off. Yeah. And then, um, 
And then let's see what I think I came across. I ended up interviewing a guy who, who created BFR bands, you know, online, mm-hmm. those black and red bands. And I, I just bought a set. I, oh, I know why. So I was uh, for a while there, I was working with Liev Schreiber. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and he was telling me how he loved BFR and I, I already had the, my BFR bands, the, the, the ones that you can get on Amazon for like 30 yeah. bucks. Um, I had those and I was kind of wondering like, why is he raving about this so much? Well, come to find out, I think he was actually using Katsu or Be Strong, mm-hmm. one of those, right? And the, the doctors that he was working with, they, they were using it for, um, for rehab after clients, you know, having surgery and things like that. And so it caused me to dive deeper because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, he's a high level guy. Um, you know, let me, let me look into this a little bit more. So I started doing my research and I finally decided to pull the trigger on buying cats yeah. because again, I, I invest a lot of my money, my hard earned money back into everything that I do, Likewise. if nothing else to, to, you know, help people save money. Mm-hmm. Right. I can tell you, Hey, look, you know, I got this and I got that. This is not worth it, but this probably mm-hmm. is right. And so I got it and I quickly, my mind was blown. In fact, um, after I had the BFR bands um, and I heard Liev talking about his, then I, I met a guy. It was actually the night after I interviewed um, the guy with BFR bands. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I think his name is uh, Kusha. Mm-hmm. Kusha, yeah. Anyway, um, after I interviewed him, the next night I, w- I was invited to a talk with Dr. Palvin um, at, at some kind of biohacking conference. Yeah. And in the back, there was a, a guy set up. He was kind of like a, he taught different physical therapists about BFR technology. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is kind of serendipitous, mm-hmm. right? So I'm at the back and I'm kind of like watching him. He had people signed up and, you know, and they're all back there and they're, they were doing things differently than what I was doing with the bands, right? Because all I was doing was putting them around my arms and putting them around my legs, tightening them up and going to work mm-hmm. out. And, you know, I did a little bit of research behind the technology, but I just wasn't quite seeing or feeling what the research was saying, mm-hmm. So I knew something was off and maybe something was different. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to tighten it more or maybe I need to do this and that. But then I saw this very fancy machine that was connected to all these, these tubes and people sitting down and literally them being like, whoa. So I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy some, one of these systems. And so that's when I bought Cat. So you got, you got so the, the Cat- one with the machine or did you get one of the, the ones that went without the machine? Yeah, I got the 2.0, okay, nice. the, the, the portable yeah. one. Yeah. And, um, and when I got that, I was like, oh, and I listened to uh, Mercola. Yeah. Doc, you know, Dr. Mercola speaks very highly of Katsu. And that was another reason why I decided to pull the trigger because, you know, he, he's very convincing and he talks about BFR more than anybody I know. Um, and so I said, okay, let me, let me go into it. So I got it. And I swear to you, Boomer, my first moment, not even workout, because I was doing it by the book because I wanted to make sure and do it properly, yep. which you start by putting it on the arms and doing some, you know, hand squeezes mm-hmm. and maybe some mimicking some curls and different things. And I'm like, what? Like what I felt with just doing that immediately, the brain switched on and I'm like, okay, this, this is, this is it. Yeah. 
it's ridiculous, right? Because you think of it as sort of, um, and I've spoken to the Be Strong guys a little bit about this, but um, you know, the pink dumbbells, right? That nobody wants to really touch, but you do 30 reps of pink (laughs) dumbbells and all of a sudden you're exhausted no matter what you're doing. And it's, to me, it was just shocking the first time I put them on. Yep. Yep. And, And that response should, again, make people very aware of like, well, wait a minute. If I felt that from this, what would I feel if I do this? Right. And so back to the point about it being portable and, you know, along with the inertia bands and the inertia wave, it's like, okay, you don't need to have weights, Mm -hmm. right? For instance, I I loved the Katsu uh, system so much. So, and they're expensive, right? But I loved it so much that I got my mom a pair, got my brother a pair, Got my dad a pair and I got my client Roger a pair. So, sounds familiar. And, I've done this too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. And it's, so it's like, okay, let me take out the the guesswork for anybody that I'm suggesting this to, because, you know, it, it could be cost prohib- prohibitive for some people. So, okay, let me take that away. And also I'm one to let anybody use mine yeah. because I already know what it's going to do. And then that becomes a huge bang for your buck. So, do you need anything with it? No, I, I mostly do body yeah. weight, push-ups, squats, um, you know, and, and there's, again, I've done some uh, several podcasts with those guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, people could, could see some of that information. You probably, I'm sure you've done it as well. So um, there, there's a lot that can be discovered within your own body with simple uh, BFR. And the reason why I like Katsu over some of the other ones um, is because of that recovery component, mm-hmm. that cycle mode that, you know, it, it, it takes the pressure up, brings it down, yeah. takes it up even higher, brings it down. And it does that eight cycles. And that would conclude one full cycle. And I like to do that after training. Mm-hmm. And I also like to do that just when I'm hanging out. Yeah. Like I would be doing that right now in this, in, on this podcast, except that it, it's kind of noisy. Yeah. yeah. Right. So um, that's why I don't have them on, but I, these things are my babies. (laughs) (laughs) I I completely agree. You know, weekend trip, throw it in the bag. Same thing with the inertia wave now too, right? It's just, it's so portable and so damn efficient that it's, it removes all excuses that people can have for moving as well. Uh, Josh, I want to, I want to transition now into efficient or efficiency, effectiveness, quantification. And let's get into the last part because I think there's, my background's a little bit more on the quantified self side of life. And I've seen and have experienced personally what it's like to take quantification too far. Do you think people, when it comes to movement, can take quantification too far? Yes. And like you, Boomer, I've taken it too far as well. What does taking it too far look like for you, if you don't mind sharing? Well, you know, they, what is that? Um, uh, paralysis by analysis, you know, that, that term, um, I, I feel like when you go away from, dude, we should do a count for like how many times I say awareness. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, we might just title the episode awareness, but (laughs) right. right. Yeah. It's, you know, it it goes back to like, if, if you are doing something so much so that you lose awareness, then I think it's not a good idea. And, you know, it's like, 
I, 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 I started to learn that, okay, like for instance, I would use the halo, mm-hmm. you know, to like improve this and that. And, you know, and I would use these devices to like show what I'm doing and this and that. And then I kind of started to rely more on the tech and the technology than my own tech and technology, which is this, mm-hmm. you know, the brain. Yeah. And so, so that would be the reason why I would say that I also sort of went, took it a little bit too far. Um, Do you feel good with whatever movement you're doing? Do you feel like you're improving with whatever you're doing? Do you need a scale to show that? Sure. Maybe in the beginning, you know, um, I I'm sure you have it and, and, and I don't know where you are with it or not, but like, um, in this whole tech world, I've used the smart scales and having it connect to the phone. Yep. And then what happens when, when things don't work well, Yeah. what, ha- you know, then it's like, oh, wait a minute, the, ah, this can't be right. The reading is, must be off. And then again, it makes you lose your own connection. Yeah. Right. So, okay. What is the point? I guess that would be my, my main thing when it comes to para- uh, paralysis by analysis is what is the point? Mm-hmm. At what point have you served the point of you going that far? And once you can answer that question, then forego the analysis. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like even with the Apollo, it's uh, or 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 the watch, right? No, but here I'll give you an example: the aura ring. I have this thing on right now but it hasn't been working for the last week. Yeah. So they're, they're sending me another one, right? And this has happened a few times and it's the unfortunate side of tech, yeah. right? Um, but I have it on mostly because I, I kind of just like the feeling of it and it's there and, you know, and also it's a, it's a conversation yeah, starter. Yeah, the first generation kind of, in particular was a really good conversation starter. <laughs> right, because it was yeah. bigger and, and, you know, and it's, I have that still sitting somewhere in my, in my so house I, somewhere or my apartment. Um, but yeah, it's it's also in today's world or this climate that we're literally within right now. It's anything that can connect a person. I I, I will I will keep yeah. right. So I wear the Apollo sometimes when I'm out and about mm-hmm. because I know it looks like a um what what is it called those uh those home monitors what are, what are those things called you know like the probation like yeah. if you're at so home uh, house this arrest. is actually kind of funny because I was walking to the grocery store here in the Netherlands which nobody has the Apollo and. Mm-hmm. A guy pointed at me, shouted at me in Dutch and told, and then I eventually got him to speak English because my Dutch is horrible. And he, he asked me, he's like, so he basically said, you know, police gave that to me too. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I meant to, you know, we'll, we'll release this one and I'll tell Raven about it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's very, it's a good conversation starter, like you say, right? Like people immediately are like, okay, yep. what is that? There's gotta be a backstory there. Bingo. It's, um, I normally have my arc crystal. Uh, you know, you and our mutual friend have one of those and I, I, I probably yes. will end up with one soon, so. Dude, I, I, I absolutely love it, but it's, it's probably the biggest conversation starter. Yeah. And again, what is the point of that, yeah. right? Some people, Literally, and, and people who know me, they're already prepared for, okay, what is, what is Josh going to have today or what is he talking about? And that's, and that's fine because, again, what is the mm-hmm. point? I do it because of what it allows for me and my 
my network, my community, my people. Mm-hmm. And, and that could be anybody. We never know, yeah. right? So if I'm at Erwan or like, for instance, last night, my Uber driver, you know, I don't always have conversations with, with my Uber drivers because sometimes it begins to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, last night, you know, I get in and this guy, you know, young guy with a new car and whatever, um, he starts asking me about uh, my, my necklace, my, my, my art mm-hmm. crystal. So I tell him about that. And he's just like, dude, what's, what is it you do? And, you know, I was going from one location to the next and we had about 25 minutes of travel time together. And I now have a friend, you know, yeah. like we, we connected on Instagram and, you know, the guy ordered an X3 bar because of me. <laughs> nice. And he asked me about like, he's a hard gamer, yeah. right? So, which I, I've worked with a few hard gainers, people who are super, who are super thin and it's hard to put on weight, mm-hmm. right? Which is almost the opposite of what you would think that my, my job would be is to help people lose weight, especially in America. <laughs> um, but uh, this guy was just like, dude, what, you know, and he sees me, right? He's, I'm a big dude. And um, he's like, hey, man, like, what's some ways that I could, like, I could gain some weight? Now, I, obviously, I can be like, oh, I'm, on, I'm on a call. I can't really talk. Or I can say, you know what? This is harmless, you know? Um, I'll give you some, some, some free advice, yeah. right? And so I talked about... Uh, my podcast and listening to some different podcasts and things like that. But then, you know, we, we go down this rabbit hole, but why did we even get there? Because of the things that I have yeah, on me. Absolutely. Right. And so, so that's my purpose. And, and, and that's a, a diversion from what we were really talking about with the, the uh, paralysis by analysis, but it, it goes back to the purpose. Mm-hmm. What is your purpose? Josh, my friend, this is uh, this is an epic conversation. We can probably go on for a little bit Thank of while. You. Uh, a little bit of while. That's even good English. I need some blue candy. <laughs> I, I want to transition now into some final four rapid fire questions because I'm sure we're going to have future conversations. But the first Absolutely. question that I have for you is what is the book, and this can be in any domain, that has most impacted your life? Ooh. Um, okay. Um, I, I would like to say two. One is the book that I'm currently reading right now called Breath by James Nestor. Um, and and if, so if I can give two, I would say that one. Um, and then the other one is The Fat Burn Fix by Dr. Kate Shanahan. Oh, nice. Is so, that our new book or is that, because she was Deep Nutrition, yeah. right? And that was one of my favorite books as well. Exactly. Uh, exactly. If you like Deep Nutrition, please check out The Fat Burn Fix. And I I guarantee you, you or anyone else that happens to pick up that book, you will be pleasantly um, surprised and probably thankful for, for having the recommendation because, you know, it's like if I wasn't reading this book breath right now, and that wasn't in the forefront of my brain, easily hands down fat burn fix. I, I got about halfway through the book and I had already surpassed, you know, on on Instagram, you can do the highlights, right. And the highlights uh, for the different, uh, amounts of photos or videos you can put on there. It stops at a hundred. Mm-hmm. I highlighted a hundred and I was only halfway through the book. Wow. And it's the most screenshotted book that I've, I, I've had to date. And I've read some epic books, man, but that book taught me so much about the problematic oils that we consume mm-hmm. and, and just a, a multitude of things. So it's, it's a, it's a game changer. And, and so is yeah. breath. 
Thank you, Amazon. My Amazon account's going to get hit tonight. But uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> what's, what excites you most about the health world right now? The, the fact that we can really change and we can see lots of uh, improvement and we have a lot of room for improvement, I think is what excites me the most. There's a lot of room for improvement and ways to tweak our lives and our environment and our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the most exciting for me is because I love to, I love to create change. Um, in fact, it goes back to my mantra, which is our bodies and minds adapt to what we do most of the time. If you want to change your body and mind, you must change what it is you do most of the, of the time. And with that, it's like the, the only, the only constant in the world is change, mm -hmm. right? That's another, another quote. And, um, so if you embrace that, then that should be one of the most exciting things that we have on this journey called life. Amazing. Top trick for enhancing focus. Uh, blue canatine. I didn't, I did not ask <laughs> you to say that by the way. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I would say low hanging fruit would be meditation okay. oh. and whatever that means for a person, right? Because you know, meditation does not have to always look the same, sound the same, feel the same. Um, but whatever it is that, that allows you to dig deep within yourself, within your mind, it, it goes back to what we talked about before. Turn off all the lights, turn off all the devices, put on some candles, and listen to what your body's telling you. And that would be considered meditation in my, in my uh, point of view. Um, but I think that's one thing that helps to enhance focus for sure. Awesome. Where can people find out more about you, Josh? Um, yeah, well, nowadays it's pretty, pretty easy, uh, social media, all the social media platforms. I've been fortunate enough to have the same sort of username, which is Joshua J Holland, um, J O S H U A J H O L L A N D. And it's kind of interesting because the, the, the middle initial J is because my middle name is J J A Y. Mm -hmm. Right. But, uh, it's kind of a play on words there, but, um, so yeah, Joshua J Holland, uh, which is the same. My, my website is joshuajholland.com. And, um, I also have a podcast like you, my friend. Um, it's simply walk the talk. So you can find us at simplywalkthetalk.com or on any of the, uh, podcast platforms. And, uh, hopefully I can get you on my show at, at some point. You, you tell so me can, when you're, you're a tough act to follow, man. So I'm going to need some fair, fair amount of prep time, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it soon. Josh, Sounds this good. is amazing. First of many conversations to come. And I'm hoping that yes. the, the next couple will be in person, but we have to, we have to fix Likewise. some travel in the meantime. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, man. Awesome. To all the superhumans listening, have an epic day. That conversation could have easily gone on for another two hours, and it probably will. If you guys want to hear another episode with Josh, send an email to podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com or actually just share it on the social medias. Whether you're on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, tag Decoding Superhuman, tag me, and I'll be sure to read your comments. Thank you all so much for listening and have an absolutely epic day.